how do you reflect, if at all, about uh, from the NC State game last year and how it played out? Uh, <laughs> you know, we didn't even look at the film. It wasn't even part of our breakdown um, because it really didn't give us anything. Um, it was a poorly designed game plan by me. Um, it, it just, it, there was nothing there that we really wanted to go back and look at. And, and you mentioned NC State in that game last year already. Do you feel like that one was a microcosm of, of last year as a whole in terms of the way everything went down? Yeah, when it rains, it pours. Welcome to another HLS podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me MD Tex. And as always, you can subscribe to us over at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean. And as always, you can find us over at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Make sure you join us on Discord. That's our live chat channel. You can reach us, HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Email the show, podcast at HerLoyalSons.com. And with that said, I'd like to welcome in Shane. Shane, how are you doing? I think you're all the way on a different coast right now. Yep, coming at you live from California, from right right by Oakland near the the Bay Area. I am currently visiting family across the country, so uh, you know I, I'm in enemy territory. Just you know, you have to pay respects to the dead, and when you beat <laughs> USC. The, the, the best thing to do is to go, you know, give them flowers and let them know that their condolences and all that stuff. So I figured I'd pay my respects. Uh, I don't know if it's really paying your respects. I, I mean, now it's our territory. We took it over, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we own, own it own now. <laughs> we own that piece. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, very good. And, hey, I, I like this because, uh, look, we had to do um, – Eddie and I had to improvise last week with the pick segment, and then we saw mm-hmm. what happened to SC – you and I having to improvise a little bit as well with you out in Cali. I like where this is going. Yeah, if this is a trend, then I expect a pattern to form after this. There we go. It's science, and you cannot deny science. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, it is, there's a, it's an actual pretty big week of college football. Uh, unlike, you know, the last couple of weeks where it's like, okay, you know, not a whole lot of top 25 games, you know, on paper. Things don't look so great, but this time around, we got a bunch, and they all seem to be happening at the 2.30 hour, uh, yep. so so get your afternoon plans in, in order uh, to be able to catch up on everything here, because there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking here, and I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're just around the corner from those playoff rankings, and man, it's about to get real fun real quick, and, and really... We're just going to stick to the games in this one uh, because there there is, you know, so much to talk about. There are, you know, so many big matchups that could have some very, very large effects on the playoff picture. Uh, but the first game we're going to talk about um, will not have those, or at least shouldn't. Now, if craziness happens, <laughs> then it's going to have some major implications. Oh, Lord. And it's what I'm now going to term uh, as the world's saddest cocktail party because <laughs> number three, Georgia, is going to come in and take on – Florida, who is Florida? We've we've discussed this uh, many different times in the podcast. They are a team who um, the the best metaphor for their season was when the storms came in, blew the O and the D off of the stadium, and the L mm-hmm. was still in place. <laughs> yeah, so this is like the cocktail party that somebody arranges, and and then you find out that it's actually being held in Utah, where they don't serve alcohol past a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is gonna be what? Who? Wait, what the fuck? Oh, be be no quiet. The caffeine's under the sink. Yeah, no, no, no one's drinking. Okay, yeah. Nana, Nana brought some Vicks vapor up for everyone. Okay, good stuff. Have fun. Uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be ugly. I mean, the reality is, is like, yeah, okay. So we we all know firsthand what Georgia is, but um, no one knows what Florida is. Not even the country knows what the state is. So <laughs> it is, it's one of those situations where. You just kind of feel bad for the fact that this game is being even being played. It's not Tennessee. Let's not let's not let's not be unfair here. Could always but, be uh, worse. It can always be worse. But it's it's going to be ugly. I think. 
Yeah, I mean, really, it's it, it's only worth bringing this up because you know Georgia. If if they do win this one, I mean, they are they are all but booking their trip to the SEC title game in this one because yep. they their their only other real tough game that they have on their schedule is Auburn, and that is you know over on the West. I mean, you know, it's not like division records are, are what matters here. It is conference record, but that's really the only other tough game on their schedule that you, you just can always have weird shit happen in a rivalry game. Sure. Sure. And, but I just, I mean, look, Florida has this time. <laughs> yeah. But Florida has won some weird games. They have, they have been able to fall, you know, ass first into victories. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like Georgia, they should be too good of a team to have that happen. <laughs> but mm-hmm. hey, you never know. Uh, but like I said, if if this if things do kind of go sideways in this one, boy, do you want to talk about the SEC getting turned on its head? Do you want to talk about the playoff picture looking radically different? All this two yeah. two team SEC bullshit goes right out the window in a hurry. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, well, but they, we got three games that are top twenty five matchups. Uh, we're going to start with the Big Twelve. Okay. Because they, I mean, this is a conference we've already talked about that is is happily cannibalizing each other with its re- weird round robin setup, and then having a title yeah. game. So the first one is Oklahoma State, number eleven, taking on number twenty three, West Virginia, and West Virginia is one of these teams that I mean they've looked fairly decent. They they just haven't seemed to you know put the impressive win streak together at this point. And mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, they do keep on winning, but they kind of look like a shell of themselves in comparison to the way they started out the season. And man, if Texas, that interception in overtime is still one of the weirdest thing. I swear, Hellinger was concussed because... He, but he must have been. There's no way he throws that ball that, that way normally. No, no, absolutely. When you, when you just lollipop it into the end zone and there's only the wrong color jersey there, something went horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. But yeah, that's that's the way this one looks is coming in right now, and West Virginia being at home, Oklahoma State looking a, a little rough. Things could get interesting. Yeah, I mean, so West Virginia is one of those teams that like you don't really know what the hell you're looking at until you have to look at it, and then even then you're not really sure what you're looking at. So you have to you have to recognize that West Virginia has two losses on the season, and they are two respectable opponents, right? So they lost to Virginia Tech by one score, and they lost to TCU by one score. And these are two teams that pretty much look like they've established themselves as definitely, you know, definitely uh, conference title contenders, respectively. But, you know, you then you look at West Virginia's other other games and, you know, they played Eastern Carolina, who's trash, who literally can't defend anything, especially not the run. I mean, they played Delaware State, Kansas, you know, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, but they only beat Baylor by two points. Um, and now they're kind of, you know, they're at home hosting Oklahoma State, which is never easy um it's just morgantown in general it's always a difficult place to play but then you look at oklahoma state and oklahoma state somehow not maybe not not fairly but do you remember every week the first four weeks of the season we kept saying something seems off about this one usc team that we keep hearing about <laughs> right right <laughs> something just is gonna have to give at some point i feel like whatever oklahoma state was doing at the beginning of the season is no longer there and now there's that smell about about Oklahoma State it's like ah, I mean it just they're the team that just feels like they're gonna get caught and maybe it's not West Virginia but something about that Oklahoma State offense isn't quite clicking like it was um maybe maybe it's just that their defense isn't, isn't quite holding up there into the bargain either but you know they are they still remain you know in the driver's seat and they're you know they lot had their one loss but it's one of those games that like I can't really put pinpoint what I expect from it um but I still feel like it's just one, it's another one of those ones that Vegas must know some shit when the spread is you know barely seven points. I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't have thought that in week one, and now they're they're playing each other, and and no one seems to be sure. Right, and it was like that against Texas as well. There was a very small spread. Vegas ended up knowing what the hell they were talking about in that one as that game went into overtime. And man, if we're talking about not really knowing what to expect out of Big Twelve games to begin with. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the one team that is in the driver's seat right now. And in the driver's seat with no margin for error, if we're talking about playoffs right now, and that's undefeated mm-hmm. TCU going on the road to take on number 25, if you can believe it or not, Iowa State, who is yeah. who is starting to look like a pretty decent football team themselves. 
And I, I tell you what, in this one, like I said, as far as margin for error, the reason I say that is a one loss, any one loss Big 12 team is, is not getting in, mostly because of the way the conference is cannibalizing each other. There's, mm-hmm. And especially if Notre Dame stays in the picture, as they seem to be, um, yeah. that's going to complicate things for the Big 12, and their weird title game ain't going to help them one bit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to be, I hate to be like, uh, I don't know, mean to Oklahoma, uh, to Iowa State, but it's like, you know, hello, goodbye from the rankings, buddy. I'm sorry. Um, I know it's the first time you're in, 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 you know, in the top 25, and what is it, 12 years or what have you? But it, it, TCU um, has themselves essentially established. They've established themselves in the position of not just a driver's seat, but like you said, like they have everything to lose, not just for themselves, but essentially for the conference representation in this playoff landscape. Because again, it's still every year there's some reason why the Big 12 just can't quite get in there. If you, if you, you know, I mean, aside from Oklahoma, but I mean, it's, oh, it's Oklahoma. You know, when it comes down to TCU, when it was the TCU Baylor, you know, back and forth, they both screwed each other out of a spot, ended up at five and six. And now, you know, TCU is essentially the only real option here. Um, I know Oklahoma's, you know, got got what they got going on, but you know, I'm sorry, they lost to that the, the very same uh, the very same Iowa State team that's on the other side of the field in this matchup. And unless something crazy happens, TCU has to get this done because it's like you said, if they don't, it's not happening. I, I, I think we can safely not assume, but safely expect that the playoff committee will look at SEC landscape and a one-loss Notre Dame team and probably think, well, there's more value there than a Big 12 team uh, with one loss, and certainly not when it's amongst each other. So, I don't know. It, it, this one feels weird because you have to look – you have to respect Iowa State. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen for them in this game. Uh, but, you know, again, I, that, that may just be being, being unfairly you know, pessimistic about their, their chances. But unless TCU has a problem or, or has some kind of surprise – they have to be the ones to, to, to take this opportunity to really establish themselves as the leaders of the Big 12 and their chance at representation in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, while I definitely agree with you in, in terms of, you know, what TCU's been thus far and, and the way they've mm. been playing this season. But one thing is, man, I'm not going to discount Iowa State. At first, I just thought that that upset against Oklahoma, you know, it was yep. just like, wow, here's this weird thing, and damn, Iowa State did it. And then all of a sudden, they keep playing good football. It's like, huh, maybe there's something here. And I tell you what, I'm still loving Joel Lanning, you know, playing middle linebacker and being a Wildcat QB. That's, yeah. that's one awesome changeup that you can throw in there. Now, he may be dead by the end of the season, <laughs> just by it's pure exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> But I really and, and the fact that this game's in Ames, weird shit happens in Ames. And if this game was under the lights and it was not played on a Saturday, I would super believe something weird was going to happen. But mm-hmm. I mean, TCU has, you know, it's one of those things where they've almost been too perfect. And, and the, the, what I mean by there is that somewhere you have a hiccup. And thus far, they've only had a hiccup for a, about a half against SMU. And that's been it. Somewhere along the line, they're going to trip up just a little bit. Now, it may not be in the form of a loss in this one, but that's just the way college football is. I mean, even Alabama, you know, against Texas A&M had a hiccup. You know, they they only, quote unquote, won by eight points in that one. So, if there's one right now where I can see something weird happening to TCU, this could potentially be one. Uh, Right now, Texas is just this weird team as well. Could be another roadblock, which... By the way, if it does come down to that, to where Texas playing TCU and Herman, you know, finally figures it out against a ranked team, and it's the one that completely torpedoes the Big 12's chances, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll be able to stop laughing because that would be kind of absolutely hilarious, especially when TCU then has to go play in the Big 12 title game. If if assuming they went out and that's the only loss at the end of the season. And it won't matter at all at that point. Yeah, yeah that, that'll that'll be the point where Tom Herman comes out. He's like, they're called Texas Christian, but Jesus is on our side today. <laughs> Sorry, all right, boy. All right, well, one more big game, and this one's a top 10 game, and that's number two Penn State going on the road to visit the Horseshoe in Columbus and go take on Ohio State, who, ever since they've lost to Oklahoma, has just done nothing but put up a shit ton of points. I mean, we're talking in the 40s and 50s damn near every game. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. competition hadn't been great. Ohio State's schedule, I mean, really now starts in earnest with Penn State. 
And Penn State had a huge, huge win against Michigan, uh, much like Notre Dame did. I mean, both games were laughers. Both primetime games were absolute laughers uh, on Penn State. You know, they had Michigan dead to rights right out the gate. Uh, but I'm going to be real interested to see what uh, this one turns into now because Penn State has had a pretty decent defense as well. That's that's one thing, you know, of course, you know, Shaquan Barkley gets all the big highlights, headlines. You got Trace McSorley that just, you know, can kind of bomb things out there at, at a drop of a hat. But their defense has been something pretty good. So we're going to find out real quick if Ohio State's little resurgence is actually for real and they've kind of put things together after a rough loss against Oklahoma or if Penn State is is just the real deal in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like it's possible that Penn State has an opportunity here not only to put this, this conference out of reach, uh, but essentially establish the idea that, you know, Penn State is, you know, I don't want to say it, but kind of back, you know what I mean? Like, it's what Saquon Barkley has managed to do for this offense is he can't be ignored. And that's, of course, being touted and, and trumpeted in the whole Heisman discussion and everything. But for Ohio State, for me... Uh, the, the, the issue with this game is that it, it feels more important than I think anyone is really giving it credit for. Because if you look at Ohio State's schedule, you know, who they ran through in the past five weeks, Army, UNLV, Rutgers, Maryland, and Nebraska. I mean, there isn't really a lot to write home about there. I mean, there's barely anything to write home about. You might mention the word Maryland somewhere in a letter, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> but Penn State is really, this, this game is really the last chance that I think uh, Ohio State's going to have to really uh, sell anybody on their on their national standing because who they have after that is Iowa, who you know doesn't really doesn't doesn't really do a whole lot for their start the schedule. And then Michigan State, while they may be you know with the one loss to Notre Dame and they're they're the top twenty five team, I, it it doesn't really feel like the kind of resume uh, patter that that it, it could be. Certainly not what was expected of that final game against Michigan, who now does, isn't even ranked and whose offense is, I mean, doesn't even doesn't even show up to play. So it feels like if Ohio State is going to do anything to really serve, you know, to 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 really get something out of their argument or their chances in the in the not only the the Big Ten uh, championship, but really the the national landscape, and maybe see if they can sneak in after this win into the playoff after that lost Oklahoma, and now that that Oklahoma's looking a little bit worse than that. That loss may hurt more when it comes to the committee. This game is basically going to be it. I think nobody questions Penn State's legitimacy up to this point. Um, so if, if they can pull this one off, that's really going to do a lot to help kind of erase what has now felt like a, sh- a little bit of a shittier loss to Oklahoma, especially moving forward uh, when, when they have to match up against two Michigan schools that are somewhat underperforming. I can't say that about Michigan State because they obviously are overperforming relative to last year, but Michigan definitely is not going to do them any favors. Oh, no, uh, without a doubt. And and I, honestly, I'm right with you in terms of importance in this game because, uh, again, we're, we're talking about potential, you know, seismic movement within the playoffs. Obviously, if Georgia falls on their face, that's a gigantic domino that could really throw things upside down. TCU, if they stumble, that really hoses an entire conference. This one mm-hmm. in the Big Ten – that won't hose up the entire conference because Ohio State only has one loss themselves as well. It could actually yeah. put them in the driver's seat. So now we're looking at a situation to where this is really the statement game for the Big Ten as a conference itself to basically say, here's the front runner. And then on the other yeah. side of the division, or on the conference rather, you have Wisconsin just still kind of you know sitting there waiting their turn patiently to try to make their statement in the Big Ten title game if everything you know they hold serve. So, yeah, this game is absolutely massive. It kind of sucks that Notre Dame's playing at the same time because normally this yeah. this would be one I would love to sit down and watch the whole thing. And it's, It should it, be a primetime wrap-up wrap up the week kind of game, but, you know, yeah. I'm I'm really surprised it's not. I, I No, I really don't know how the networks do these things, but with something that's this big, man, it, it just feels like it should have that primetime viewing. Uh, but, like I said, it's just the way those afternoon games are going to be. Well, those are the big games. I mean, that's really because now we're starting to see the playoff picture. It's starting to form. We're starting to see the conference pictures all take shape right now. So Mm -hmm. those are the big ones that we have. Shane, uh, what is on your radar beyond those four? Yeah, so I think, I mean, not to be unfair again, but this it's 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 a big week for the top twenty-five in terms of movement that's going to be coming after this week. But outside from that, there are really kind of just a few. 
it's it's kind of slim pickings. And really, when I when I'm when I when I say that, it's my my attention is drawn to essentially morbid curiosity games across the board. So it starts on Friday um, in a weird now question marks across the board matchup between Florida State and Boston College. So first of all, <laughs> hey what, Jack, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to make of what's happening here. So yes, two, two and four Florida State, they're they're you know they're in a really bad spot. But now Boston College is apparently good, and I don't know how to feel about that. So I would like to see if this has all just been a big, fat lie or a big, fat mirage and Florida State can do something to handle Boston College or not. But at the same time, maybe Boston College could just win out, and that would look extra dope on Notre Dame's resume. Hmm. I wouldn't have a problem with that. So so weird that that's actually – that's something that can possible. happen. It's weird. That's possible. Yeah, that's weird. Um. The other game uh, that I will absolutely not watch, but I simply want to call the attention to the battle for fourth place between Michigan and Rutgers. Um, that must be someone's going to watch that. I feel bad for that person. So good luck, whoever that is. <laughs> uh, uh, now, the, other, the only other one that really that I do actually kind of want to side eye, I, I'm looking at it just with a squinty side eye, just because it's one of those games that you're never really sure how, how, how it could play out because you never really think about it twice. But Michigan State's playing Northwestern at Northwestern. Oh, God, that's going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a really weird game, I think. Um, I I understand that Michigan State only has one loss. Their opponents thus far that they, they have beaten are Bowling Green, Western Michigan, Iowa, Michigan, who sucks ass, Minnesota, and Indiana. Northwestern has this weird aura about them that when you're not looking, they do some shit. And Michigan State, frankly, I think we all know firsthand, they're pretty suspect. So, <laughs> so that whole number 16, one loss, whole whatever the hell, that hullabaloo, may be, uh, they may be looking ahead to Penn State the following week. You know, Northwestern has really nothing to lose, so why not just go for broke? Um, and somehow uh, the ESPN matchup predictor expects Northwestern to win. But it gives them a 61% chance to beat Michigan State. So <laughs> something's up here. Ma- makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but that's just the other one that's, that I got there. And then, I mean, um, if you guys kind of want to, you guys can stay on the very caboose of my train here. But, you know, Purdue plays Nebraska. I don't know. <laughs> At this point. At this point, uh, the, the 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 fairy tale aspect is a little bit dead, and now it's just whether or not to, now, now we have to just see whether or not that fairy dust actually makes boys fly or plummet to their deaths. So it, it just seems like they're running out of steam, Shane. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I got him. I got him, buddy. <laughs> uh, we got him. But yeah, that's, that's basically. I mean, if if we if I want to get real, like just cruel. I'll, I want to see whether or not USC can play can can do anything against Arizona State because somehow I feel like that may hurt them. Oh, I sure do. Uh, that's a good Pac-12 after dark to end the night. That's a good one to cap off your evening. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, that's kind of where I've just got this weird, morbid, like sideways. I don't really know what's happening here, but we'll find out soon enough. Kind of feel about the little the the undercard games, and and those are the ones that catch my attention. What about you? Yeah, well, uh, you you definitely had uh, one on there with Southern Cal. Uh, that's definitely on my radar, uh, yeah. as well as the weird Friday night one, especially because you know Jack when he came on before any craziness happened uh, had that as well. Um, I'm also looking um, maybe I'm I'm looking at the bottom line of this game because there's another big battle in the Big Ten going on. Shane, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. That's, oh really? That's the battle for fourth place <laughs> yeah, <laughs> between Rutgers yeah. and Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm not really interested in that game. I just wanted to make a Michigan joke. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, um, I have, uh, here's your obligatory Baylor mention because I've said that Baylor Ugh. looks like they're they're going to trip a team up, and I said I've said multiple times, Shane, who did I say is probably going to be. Oh boy. Uh, t- <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I've said it's going to be Texas. Uh, oh, guess who they're playing this week? <laughs> hey, look at that noon at, at, at noon kick, which in Texas, you know, that's that's the super early game. That's an eleven a.m. kickoff, folks. Oh man, Texas is going to be sleepy. They got to go up to Waco. Oh, this dumb dumb's going to happen here. It's going to happen. They have a you know the big letdown. You know, they should have probably could should have could have would have beat Oklahoma State. They didn't. Mm-hmm. And now here comes Baylor, who seems to be giving everybody fits. 
So just keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out for this one. That Baylor damn near beat West Virginia the other week. Yeah, so, yeah. They also nearly beat Oklahoma. Now we could just be coming back and say, well, they nearly beat Texas too, but something stupid is going to happen in this game. I, I think we'll just call Baylor the grenade football team because almost <laughs> is all they get. Uh, yeah. So that, that one I'm, I'm actually legitimately interested in just for really, really dumb, stupid shit to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what Clemson does against Georgia Tech, and that's mostly because I'm always interested to see how you know the bigger elite teams are able to handle the triple option attack, especially at this point in the season. So I'm a little interested in that. Mm-hmm. Also, a little bit interested in Oklahoma's been weird, you know, this season. Like you've said, they have been in, right in regards to Ohio State. It's like, yo, man, what a big win! And now you're like, what? Is what is Oklahoma? They nearly lose against Texas. They struggle for a half against Kansas State, and now they play a Texas Tech team who can definitely put points on the board. They gave uh-huh. Oklahoma State a damn good run for their money. So, yep. we, I, I, I don't think anything is upset's going to happen. Vegas definitely doesn't think so. It's damn near a three touchdown spread on this one. But yeah, I'm I'm interested. Though I got a lot of intrigue in in the, the Big Twelve this week, to say the least. I guess I'm kind of staying yeah. local. <laughs> it's weird, but yes. Um, now I have to ask: Are we are we ignoring are we ignoring a little uh, Texas A and M Mississippi State action over here? What's going on there, buddy? Um, I don't know if I'm ignoring <laughs> it. It's I don't even know what to think of this that game. And uh, on our pick, if we had actually picked it in our pick and pull, it would have been a point five spread, which basically means Ooh, it's a Jesus, it's, it's don't a, even. Yeah, it's it's a it's an even matchup. I, I don't know what to think about Texas A and M or Mississippi State at this point in the season. Mississippi State, mm-hmm. I still kind of have the sneaking suspicion they're not that good. A and M, I think maybe semi decent, but man, mm. with everything else going on. It just doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, yeah, I'll watch it because it's it's going to be a primetime game yeah. and everything will be done by then. The dust will have settled. Now, I'm I'm really – look, if we're going to do – if we're going to go ahead and bring Aggies, I got a little look ahead for you. That's Texas oh. A&M Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy. That, that one will be entertaining to say the least. But uh, the other game, of course, that we got to talk about, Shane. Oh, boy. Number Argue, Argue. Arguably well, what? <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, aside from Penn State, Ohio State, I mean, this is it, right? This is the other one. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. And, and it's funny. Two weeks in a row, that's that's pretty much, you know, the two big matchups involve Penn State and Notre Dame. Uh, number nine, yep. Notre Dame, taking on number 14, North Carolina State. Uh, as I said, uh, the winner of SCND was going to vault up into that top 10 spot, and that's pretty much exactly what happened with ND. And I tell you what, we, we kind of expected the top 10. I think that's fair. But, you know, now they're in the playoff conversation. But what's been weird for me, Shane, is how unless you're a certain personality over at Fox Sports that's just always terrible, yep. you're actually taking Notre Dame seriously as a playoff contender, which I'm not used to such a consensus at this point where people are like, yeah, Okay, we we like to laugh at Notre Dame, but they absolutely kill everybody they come in contact with right now. And the fact they did it to SC, who maybe is not great, that was still a pretty decent football team that they just tore to shreds. Yeah, I mean, like the salty side of me only looks at it and says the only reason why they all have to shut the hell up about everything else and actually pay attention to Notre Dame is because everybody's little Heisman hopeful number one draft pick got his ass handed to him on national television. <laughs> so and now beautiful. they have to eat crow, you know, and be like, oh, well, it was Notre Dame. And then they looked at the schedule and like, wow, they haven't scored less than 33 points in a single game. I guess they're real good, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this is that kind of game. It's the, the week following national. Now they have an opportunity for like that reinforcement. And I feel like that's why it's, it's now on everyone's radar. And not to mention, you know, only now is everyone willing to take Josh Adams' Heisman potential uh, seriously. Again, it's it's all just the the narratives that they you know they get in the they get in the media room and they're like, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> uh, I guess Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I guess we should pay attention to them, what, even though they don't want to, and and even though they don't get to really cover almost any of their games. But that's neither here nor there. Um, to me, this is the kind of game where it's like, yes, not only is this one where they can absolutely cement that anything that was no fluke. Let me show you what we did the next week, and then in a, and at that point, you know, then they can have a bit of a 
you know, a chance to really ride the, the I guess, the rhythm of the remainder of their week, of their schedule into that matchup against Stanford and then actually cement it. But NC State is for real, man. You know, this is the kind of matchup where even though it kind of feels like Notre Dame should win it, I don't really know why I'm saying that. It, it just kind of feels like it is. There's still a lot that kind of cancels things out. So, like, for one, one thing that jumps off the page to me is the fact that NC State's quarterback has yet to throw an interception. Like, what? Yeah, number three in the uh, nation and taking care of the football. Yeah, I mean, holy crap. Uh, and then they have an incredibly efficient, effective running back in Hines. Um, and it, it, it's it's the kind of, that on paper this matchup looks like it should be closer, and yet something in my gut feels like it, it might not quite be. It's that also, of course, depends on whether or not we pass in the rain. You know, that's a huge factor <laughs> to consider. Hey, like BK said in the press conference and in our cold open, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is the opportunity that essentially Notre Dame has to to to, to not to eliminate doubt. Um, there's there still has to be doubt because it's. I mean, frankly, even Notre Dame fans know it's Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like. They just had the incredible high of stomping a rival, and it's very, very possible, given recent history, that the game could be a flat performance or just a weird overall thing where it comes down to a final possession. It's ugly. No one feels good walking away from it. doesn't quite do enough to cement themselves. Where, but you know, if they can find a way to continue to do what they have literally done this, this season, except for against Georgia, I mean, what else is I mean, can there be doubt after that? I feel like there can't be, right? Yeah, I mean, this is one I'm honestly expecting this to be a little bit of a of a kind of a slugfest, in the, at least for the first half. So mm-hmm, it, yeah. my advice to everybody listening right now is brace yourself. This first half is unless North Carolina State comes in here and just plays unlike they have all season, fail to take care of the ball and allows Notre Dame to really get up on them early. I mean, I, I just don't expect that to happen. I expect this to be a matchup, a slugfest between two teams that are going strength on strength here. And that's Notre Dame's mm-hmm. rushing attack against North Carolina State's rushing defense. Now, North Carolina State, they have yet to face a rushing attack like Notre Dame, but still they were able to face that guy called Lamar Jackson and make sure he didn't end them. So uh, yeah. it's something to, to keep in mind there. And, and, and that's what I kind of expect for this. I, I do feel like Notre Dame has learned so much from the George game, and, and I think they're, they're not going to be afraid to lean on their strength. I think in the Georgia game, they were still kind of trying to figure out what they were. Uh, Especially and, on defense, right? Exactly, on defense, and also, you know, the offense as well. You know, uh, Wimbush was not, you know, running the ball like crazy at that point, and he was he was very much, you know, drop back, stay in the pocket, you know, try to extend the play, but make sure you actually get the ball out of your hand. There was a lot of sloppiness from everybody. We actually have Stefferson now, which is nice. Yeah. And he seems to be that bye week seems to have done him wonders. And they said, hey, guess what? We can run some uh, power sweeps with him. That was fun. Here, yeah. well, here's a yeah. reverse. Check this out. So you got a lot of weapons now. And now that Josh Adams, of course, they're going to be looking to try to take him out of Heisman contention. But I almost get the feeling that this team, their, their mental makeup right now, is almost I, I just get the feeling they're kind of salivating at the challenge. It's like okay, we we got to knock our rival around. You know, we 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 were waiting to do that. We got to do it. Now here's this rushing defense. You know, they're, they're yeah. the top ten in the nation in rushing defense. They're considered elite. Oh man, let's embarrass that rushing defense. You really just feel that's the mentality of this team, and, and really the mentality of the line as well. So, I I do. Like the matchup, unlike what I liked with the uh, SC game, I don't think the matchup is as favorable. I'm just hoping that this is a game to where Notre Dame, I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's a last-second field goal. I don't care if they win with a damn walk-off safety at this point. I They just need to win the game. You, you just need to win this game because... NC State has some respect, you know, nationwide. Obviously, they're top 15. They didn't get there by mistake. They had to earn their way up there because nobody saw them being this good. So you come out of there with the win, you get to move on, and then you get a little bit of a respite somewhat against Wake Forest. But this this game right now is the one that scares me the most out of the remaining games 
The one that scares me the most beyond this is Stanford, mostly because you're going to Palo Alto, and then the Miami game. The only reason Miami doesn't scare me as much as we've said on this podcast, we we, we get some SC vibe out of Miami right now. You know, we're, 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 we're waiting for that other shoe to drop. But, man, this one, yeah. you know, it's great that we beat SC. I'm still going to enjoy that victory all the way up until kickoff on Saturday. I'm still going to bask in that glow. But once that game kicks off, man, I'm, I'm full nerve. Full nerves are going to be on display in this one. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be nervous. And this isn't me. Uh, if we remember, I nearly lost my shit first half of Boston College. I'm expecting it this time. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and I won't I won't no, lose I mean, my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be the toughest remaining matchup. I, I don't think that's really absolutely. Um, I know I know Bryce Love has his whole going, but I mean you know we've seen we've seen what what Brian Van capable of doing when when a Sanford team is one. There there is there is an element of what Notre Dame's defense is that I feel like isn't quite being given the narrative it deserves at this stage. Yes, everyone knows the stat. Notre Dame leads the FBS, uh, NCAA and only allowing one rushing touchdown on the season. But I feel like there's more to it than that. I feel like this defense is just flying to the ball. They are, uh, you know, they, they're, they're essentially, what Elko is doing is he's creating so many different looks and confusing offenses all the time. And I feel like that's another important matchup is that Elko's ability to make, to give different looks is going to match up very interestingly against NC State's very much big penchant for know a, a lot of pre-snap motion and try to keep the defense on the toes so it's going to be interesting to see who gets more creative in what way um and in order in, in order to kind of pull away and i feel like this is that kind of game that's got that basketball feel where it's the first team that goes that goes on a run is probably going to find a way to, to, to hold on to the end because it doesn't seem like the kind that's going to be like a tip for tech kind of scoring fiesta like like normal or like an like a typical game this one feels like the first the first team that kind of gets away with maybe two to three different drives that that result in points uh, it's probably going to put this one out out of reach. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. If you do start getting consecutive scores, the the moment you're you're not able to hold serve on defense is the moment somebody that team the opposing team is going to end up cracking because yeah. both these teams I think are good enough, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to be able to make sure that they can put that space between them and and, and really I, I think that's also what's given me a, a lot of confidence. Well, because even in that Georgia game to where. Uh, you know, that defense was keeping them in it the whole time, even though the offense didn't seem to know what the heck was going on or which which way was up in some points in that game. The defense was just like, we're, we're going to keep we're, – we're containing this, you know, Vaughn and rushing attack, you know, any anytime, guys, anytime. And now yeah. the anytime, guys, is, nah, we got you. It, it's it's yeah, all good. Right now. And it's it's almost been the opposite. Like, um, you know, when, when they, quote-unquote, cracked against SC and, you know, they score on their first two drives, offense is like, yeah, well, we can do that too. Just watch us. So – this does feel like a very complete Notre Dame team. It does give me a fair amount of confidence going into this game. But again, this is, I think I like that we're both in agreement on this one. We're both on the same page that this is probably the toughest one left on the schedule here. Um, mm -hmm. But man, it's, it's fun to be involved in the, these games. It is so much fun to be involved of course. in it and involved <laughs> in it to the point to where if, if Notre Dame wins here, then all of a sudden it's that round of playoff talk. It, it, it just kicks right back into yeah, it again. The, the buzz starts to get real loud after that. Uh, that. That'll be an interesting thing to see how the team adjusts. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm very excited for this. I know you're very excited for this, but one mm -hmm. more thing I'm excited for Shane is bringing Eddie in here for some picks. Uh, good old fashioned degeneracy. And folks, as always, it is time to do some picks. And that means I got Eddie on the line. Eddie, how are you doing this fine evening? Life is still a glorious place to be right now, my friend. Just just basking in the glory still. Yeah, that's one great part about being a fan. Yes, the team has to, to focus on business of North Carolina State, but we don't have to focus on it, you know, 100% until Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I hope you and Shane get into the... Uh, USC O-line coaches comments from the press conference today because they were just nah. <laughs> actually we didn't talk about that uh so yeah go ahead because yes those were beautiful I, I actually think I retweeted it because do, do you remember what they were off the top of your head because I do not I do remember laughing very hard because he basically just gave a series of non-answers to questions question, <laughs> question why does it seem like you haven't been able to get five guys working as one answer who said we didn't? <laughs> Question. You've had physical beats up front. Answer. And that's your opinion, right? 
It is. It's also what the tape says, Coach. You answer the question, you answer it. You answer it then. So, so do you think the line's been playing well? I didn't say that. <laughs> well, if, if Clay's saying there are physical beats, why do you think that hasn't been the case? All right, let's call this thing out. All right, we'll see y'all. Wow. What a beautiful press conference that was. Good job. Having, having a good week. Oh, man, it, it is so great. I, I listened to a bunch of podcasts, you know, while, while painting my office around here. So catching up on everything. And, man, usually I don't have time to listen to the entire postgame show, uh, the official one that ND does. Oh, but, man, I, I definitely made sure to make uh, an appointment for that one. Hearing Reggie Brooks basically – glowing and gushing and being so happy that sc got their asses whipped oh thing of beauty i, I love it it's such a great week it's so great oh man i hope we keep the good times rolling here like i said now speaking of good times rolling uh we are in the second segment here of our little pick'em, which is the second half of the season basically and let me bring up the standings here. So uh, week one, um, Eddie, uh, looks like it went well. Uh, I'm having trouble here. I'm looking at the top. Uh, do my eyes deceive me or are we both five and one and in the lead? For a week that neither one of us felt great about any of the lines, <laughs> we sure did okay. Well, we did pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, so there is right now a four-way tie for first place. It is still very, very early. Uh, we got a lot of people nipping on our heels, and and really the majority, like uh, if I'm, I, I'm not counting specifically, but I don't think I have to because basically the majority of the pool is within a couple games of us. A lot of three and threes and above. So it was a good week for everybody. So great job, folks. Great job. Um, of course, that you can join us, herloyalsons.com slash pick'em. If you haven't, that's the invite link. And make sure you come in. There is a fit for this half, a fit another $15 gift card on the line. Uh, and our winner uh, from last time around, Sifari, uh, is uh, still, you know, had a rough week. He's two and four. So defending that title might be a little bit of work there, but it's early. It is very, very early. So, with that said, Eddie, you, you ready to get this thing back in? Let's do this. Let's, let's go, baby. All righty, all right. Now, we're going to start off with a little bit of a weird game. As, as, as I told Shane, this is on my radar. It's probably on yours as well. And I almost feel like we're kind of doing this as a bit, or at least that's why I'm doing it. Uh, because otherwise, I wouldn't put a Friday night game with a 2-4 and four Florida State facing a 4-4 four and four Boston College, but here we are. <laughs> and uh, Florida State favored in this one by 3.5 points. Eddie, how you feeling about this weirdness under the Friday night lights? Shout out to Jack. We're taking the Eagles free. <laughs> Florida, State, Florida State's garbage. That's all there is to it. 0 for against the spread on the year. And you're giving BC points at home. All right, sure, I'll take it. It's It would take a lot to get me to pick Florida State at this point. I think they're just dead in the water. Yeah, they're not looking great. It really, really, really looks like they will not be making a bowl. And I'm going to go with you. I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, now, we're not just kicking Jack in the junk here. He said this before anything happened. Any injuries, any snap of football had been played. He feared this game. And now, all of a sudden, Boston College... I don't know if you've paid attention the last couple of games, folks, but they found something resembling an offense, which is weird coming from Boston College. So not good for Florida State. Yeah, uh, this does feel like free free money right here. So I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. That's weird. We both took Boston College to lead out pick segments. This, this doesn't seem right. But I want to make it very clear. <laughs> I'm mostly just doing this as a shot at Jack. <laughs> so you... Otherwise, you would be taking Florida State. So, so are you picking out a spite here, Eddie? No, no, no. I think I would still pick Boston College, <laughs> but that that beautiful bonus really pushes it over the top. Yeah, that, I, that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's move over uh, towards the Big Twelve. Oklahoma State heading on the road to West Virginia, with and Oklahoma State, despite having a very, very near miss of Texas. Still favored by a little bit over a touchdown in our pick and pull, seven and a half points over West Virginia. And man, this this one is is a super super tough game to pick because I mean I, I still can't get it out of my head that Oklahoma State just looked like this buzzsaw that nobody wanted to deal with, and then all of a sudden conference play starts, 
and they look like a shell of themselves, including a, a Texas team that I really think they should have handled a little bit more. But Texas brought a little bit of a, a little bit of that Texas fight with them, if you will. In the end, what I'm going to do is lean on the fact that if I pick an away team, it seems to bite me pretty hard. So I'm going to go ahead and take West Virginia in this one. Uh, touchdown plus underdog at home? That eh, feels good to me. Eddie, how do you feel? Oklahoma State, I think, has single-handedly cost me more space bucks than year, <laughs> this year than every other team in the fucking country combined. <laughs> Haven't covered a single spreading conference except against the ghost of Baylor, and I've been max bet on every other game. They're just <laughs> killing your boy. So fuck them. Will Greer, get them. Let's go. You take my money? You take my money, Gundy? <laughs> fuck you and your molly. Let's go. All right, there's the picking out of spite. There it is. That that's That's the Eddie I know and love. All right, we, back. <laughs> we are back. All right, next up, a little bit of future Notre Dame opponent watching this one as Wake Forest will host Louisville. Both teams have three losses, and Wake is, again, we got another home dog here, three in a row. And this is a three-and-a-half-point home dog Wake Forest is. Eddie, how do you feel about the cards here going over for those little Demon Deacons? I hate every part of this. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking the under is a real safe play in this one, but uh, I don't like this spread at all. I'm going to take Wake just because Louisville has looked so bad so much this year, and they're terrible against the spread. I'm going to take Wake Forest, but man, I, I don't like this at all. The under is really the only play I like in this one. Well, I, I tell you what, I I agree with your assessment of Louisville. However, I feel like Lamar Jackson, and God, I know this is a dangerous proposition this season because he's still playing very well. He's not having the same campaign he did last season, and definitely with the defense that Louisville's throwing out there, um, is it lacks a lot to be desired. However, now Wake has been pretty decent. However, Wake is running a little string of L's. They started this season 4-3, and three, and now and the only ACC game they won was Boston College before they figured out things. So they've lost to Florida State, who we've admitted is garbage. They lost to Clemson, although they held it close. And then they lost to Georgia Tech, and they nearly gave up a 40 spot to Georgia Tech. I'm sitting here looking at this. I see deterioration, so go ahead and give me Louisville in this one. Next up, we got TCU. Big one in the Big 12 right here. Taking on ranked, can you believe this? Ranked Iowa State, Eddie. Number 25 in the nation. I don't know about you, but I did not expect that. Did you? Would you have ever expected to see Iowa State ranked this season? No, not at all. <laughs> and we got another home dog here. Iowa State, six and a half point home dog here. And I tell you what, I am going to do go roll completely stupid here. I'm going to go ahead and take Iowa State. And I, I like that it's nearly a touchdown on this one. I feel better if it was on the other side of the hook and it'd be seven and a half. Um, I think TCU is a very, very good football team. Even though I've said I've, I've had some weird feelings about them in the past, I'm bought in that they're a good football team, but they're due to stumble here. And that whatever happened against SMU for a half, I don't think that is that stumble at this point. So weird shit happens at Ames. Now this isn't under the lights or anything crazy like that. But I'm still thinking weird shit happens in Ames. And I'm telling you what, you got a linebacker, a middle linebacker that also plays a Wildcat quarterback. I love that. I, I will take Iowa State on that fact alone. Eddie, who you got? Well, you pretty much took every single thing I was going to say out from under me. <laughs> I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think TCU is due for their gotcha, scary game. Uh, I teams playing at Ames do not enjoy themselves quite often and you look at what Iowa State's done this year you know obviously that big win against Oklahoma a couple weeks ago but then that whooping that they put on Tech last week that Texas Tech team has looked okay at times and Iowa State went out and just beat them 31-13 I mean that is a nasty nasty game Granted, TCU is coming off the pseudo buy after playing Kansas. Where you know, <laughs> I'm guessing their starters played a quarter and a half. But yeah, I I buy this up to seven in real life for in a heartbeat. But 
I think Iowa State's going to keep this one close. I'm going to take the Cyclones. Yeah, there's in, in the uh, the 3:30 or 2:30 slot where for our neck of the woods, there's there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, uh, and not only is Notre Dame going on there, but we also have the next game, and that's Penn State heading over to the Horseshoe and facing Ohio State. Now, this line jumped out at me and slapped me in the face because I was not expecting this. And that is Ohio State being favored in this one by six and a half points. Eddie, how do you feel on this one? Huge matchup in the Big Ten, huge matchup in the top ten. You're giving me points with Penn State? I'm done. That's it. Give them to me. I am very surprised. Ohio State was actually, it it opened at seven, dropped to six and a half. I can't believe this line. I guess they're thinking maybe a hangover game, but... You're not going to have a hangover against a team like Ohio State. I guess you could argue a little bit of a body blow theory. Shout out Solid Verbal. (laughs) But they beat the hell out of Michigan, so I don't think they really have too much to recover from. I I was probably going to take whoever had points in this game, but I think Penn State's the better football team. I think they're the more complete football team. And I can't believe I'm getting points on this. I'll happily take the Nittany Lions here. You see... That was exactly my reaction was, hold on a second, you're going to give me the points for Penn State? And all that now, once I started thinking about it, tells me one thing and one thing only. It's a trap! This stinks of Vegas knowing something. And in in Vegas's defense here, you know, ever since their loss to Oklahoma, they had, you know, uh, not Army excluded because it's hard to put up a bunch of points against an option team, especially when Army was giving them a little bit of fits here and there. Even though Army only scored seven, they possessed the ball decently well. And then ever since then, they've done nothing but score 50-plus on everybody. Granted, that was UNLV, that was Rutgers, Maryland, and a Nebraska team that is you know still kind of falling, wheels falling off there. But that's they're, they're playing some damn good football. And I almost feel like that's a lot of confidence, Bill, for JT Barrett. And this line screams, Vegas knows something I don't. So as much as I want to take Penn State, I think I see a trap. I'm going to try to sidestep it. And I'm hoping that the bear trap that I thought I saw in front of me doesn't turn into a shotgun to my face. That's pretty much where I'm at in this one because, man, everything's telling me to take Penn State, but I'm not going to here. Still think they're going to win the game, but, uh, well, no, if I think they're going to win the game, then I shouldn't pick them. (laughs) But... Actually, that should tell you everything you need to know about this. I still think Penn State's going to win, yet I'm taking Ohio State. I'm thinking I'm everything I feel about this game is dead wrong. Anyway, how about you we worked move- yourself into a shoot, brother? I really did. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the world's saddest outdoor cocktail party, <laughs> to where Georgia coming in, number three in the nation, 7-0, and facing a 3-3 three and three Florida team. I'm only doing this for hilarity's sake. This game is is terrible. This this is not a good game. This this could be very very bad for Florida. Uh, Vegas agrees. 14 and a half points. Georgia is favored in this one. And I gotta tell you, I see no reason to go against Georgia at this point. They look very very good. And I don't think Florida's gonna be a team that's gonna. I think I'm looking at Auburn right now. It's the first uh, real test up until that SEC uh, title game because basically. They can more or less lock up the East, I believe, after this one, because everybody else in that East is garbage right now. So go ahead and give me the dogs. Eddie, how do you feel on this? Unless the Georgia football team actually has a cocktail party before this game starts. (laughs) I mean, you've got a Florida offense that can't score points if the other team is running out five guys. And then you're going to give them the Georgia defense, which is one of the best in the country. This... If, if Mark Richt was still there, I would say, you know what, let's get real dumb and they're just going to completely screw up for some reason because Mark Richt took a lot of good teams to Jacksonville that played like hell. But I just don't see it. I think this is going to be murdery. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. All right. Little Pac-12 after dark as the uh, the Trojans of Southern Cal are going to be limping in, licking their wounds, wondering what the hell happened to them last week after getting boat raced and murdered. And they're going to go on the road again to Arizona State, who apparently has found something resembling a defense. Despite that fact, Arizona State's still a home dog in this one. And I tell you what, I'm just rolling home dog here because fuck Southern Cal. I really think that they, they are hurting so bad right now everywhere. And Arizona State, 
This is a team that upset Washington. This is a team that held Utah to 10 points. And, I mean, they're playing good football right now. The fact that this is going to be at home for them, man, I'm going to go ahead and take those points in this one, especially since it's three and a half. It's the right side of the hook there. Eddie, who are you taking in this one? I'm going to stick home dogs. There's a lot of them this week, it seems. Arizona State's looked really good lately. Like you said, they got Utah. They got Washington the week before that. Meanwhile, USC, obviously still injured. We saw how hurt they were against us. Still incredibly turnover prone. We saw that Darnold still loves giving the ball away. And hell, it's Halloween weekend, man. He's going to keep tossing that pill like it's candy. So, <laughs> give me the points. I'm I'm all for picking against USC anytime I can. And the Sun Devils are playing good football. They've got a, a, the super cool uh, helmet with the uh, the military shout-out and the Pat Tillman homage, which looks great. So I think they're going to come out ready to play. And, man, USC's just – they're on a bad slide right now, especially you hear their coaches giving interviews like we talked about <laughs> at the beginning of this segment. It's just things are not going well in South Central. And, God bless it, I love it. It's so great. Yeah, we'll, we'll see now. Obviously, for, probably for our playoff hopes, it would be good if SC wins, but – It will never, ever, ever break my heart to see SC start spiraling out of control. All right, well, that leaves us with one game left, Eddie, and that's North Carolina State coming into South Bend. Two 6-1 teams, two teams in the top 15. Notre Dame has gone all the way up to number nine and our favorite in this one by seven and a half points. Eddie, who do you have in this one? I hate this. Um, this is this is this is where we get into the. You've been a Notre Dame fan for too long, and all you can do is think of all the ways this can go bad. You look at a North Carolina State team that has a fantastic rushing defense. The concern there is okay. They're obviously going to try and limit Notre Dame's ability to just being able to have Brandon Wimbush throw. A lot of the season that would have made me very scared. Uh, You have the hangover potential coming off of arguably Brian Kelly's biggest win ever. Certainly one of the biggest wins Notre Dame has had in years. You've got to wonder how focused the team is going to be. There could be that hangover, could be a little bit of a letdown there. And then you've just got the fact that, well, it's Notre Dame and this is the time when they kind of crumble and want to do something dumb. But... Screw it. I'm not going that route. You look at Notre Dame. Sure, NC State has a top 10 rush defense. Look at who they've done that against. Okay, Florida State obviously has turned into trash. Louisville, okay. A solid team, not known for rushing, and they still gave up 25 to them. And then Pittsburgh, Marshall, lost to South Carolina, a decent Syracuse team. These aren't exactly world-beater offenses they've been doing this to. So I think that, A, you've got the best offensive line in the country coming to town. That'll be a war in the trenches. It'll be glorious. And I've got your future Heisman Trophy winner, Quentin Nelson, going over free. (laughs) And now you've got Brandon Wimbush, who seems like he's learned how to throw the ball. It's crazy what happens when you dig up a second receiver, let Equinemius have a little bit of help, from somebody like Kevin Stefferson, who found his way out of his super secret double probation raft period. (laughs) I'm liking the passing game. I'm liking the rushing game. I don't like the fact North Carolina State, I think, is number three in the country on turnovers. They they take good care of the ball. But, man, this defense loves taking it away. So I think they are going to put up a good fight. I'm going to take the Irish. Let's, Let's roll with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, you said I said everything that you said earlier with the Iowa State and TCU game. Uh, I think same applies here because really what I see on this, it is strength on strength uh, for sure. And I do think this is going to be kind of a little bit of a slugfest, at least for, for certain. It's not going to turn into what SC did in, in the first half. It's not going to be like what Michigan State did in the first half to where they made the game a lot easier than it probably should have been in, in both cases. But despite that, in both of those games, I really think ND would have been able to come out on top. Because what ND has right now, what they figured out that they have, 
is is something incredible. It's it's one of those things to where the the thing that is is impressive to me, at least Notre Dame has played so well. They played so impressive that the the majority of the talk is actually potential playoff contender. Look how good this team is. And usually there's a little bit more national skepticism around the Eilish. I mean, basically everybody, unless your name rhymes with cow turd, kind of is bought in right now. So I, I like that feeling. I don't think this team is reading the press clippings of how good they are. They have been super, super focused ever since Georgia. And what I like in this one is that I think Notre Dame as a whole and the coaching staff included learned a lot after that Georgia game. And, and I think I, I really wish that Georgia game would have been later in the season. I think it would have been a hell of a lot more fun to watch. Um, but I really think Notre Dame's going to come. I, I get this feeling this team's like, okay, you got a good rushing defense? We, we want to obliterate it. We want to absolutely destroy it. And I'm hoping that's what they do in this one. And I tell you what, until proven wrong at this point, I'm going to keep rolling Irish. Why the hell not? The only spread that they haven't covered was against Georgia. So let's just keep it going on this one. I will take the Irish at seven and a half. So folks, there you have it. Those are your picks of the week. lot of home dog action in this one. Make sure to head over to HerLittleSons.com slash pick them. Join in the fun. And with that, Eddie, go ahead and send us off into NC State week. Arf, arf, baby. Except for, you know, our game. That's We're not going to – we don't have a home dog, so don't worry about it. Kids, it's a big week. This is a big game. But it's week nine. Let's tranquilo, my friends. Let's. We can worry about playoff chicanery in a couple weeks. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of good, tough opponents coming up. This is going to be one of them. NC State, hell of a defense. You got Mike Bray out here saying they're a tougher test than USC. Given that USC folded like a cheap table last week, he's probably right. But let's, one week at a time, baby. Let's enjoy it. Life is good. It's a hell of a lot better than it was last year. And as always, go Irish and hail Gambler. As always, I'd like to thank Eddie for coming on the show, doing the picks. And again, folks, make sure you head over to HerLoyalSons.com slash pick them and, and come at us. We only got one loss right now. Come at us. We're, oh. on, we're on top. Oh. We're on top. I'm going to enjoy wow. it while it lasts, Shane. I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Good call out. Look at this guy. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's going to wrap up all the football things. So uh, you're out in California now, Shane. You having having yep. a good time out there? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, I, I made the mistake of, of, of planning poorly for the, for the travel. So the <laughs> night before I definitely, uh, so I was supposed to, I flew out 7am this morning, uh, Eastern time. And the night before I went to bed at four. Um, don't ask me why I'm a crazy person. That's just all I'm going to say there. But, um, I did subsidize my feeling by going to a, an amazing Asian restaurant. Some of the best rum I've ever had in my life. Um, rum, so rum great. at an Asian restaurant, um, but no. huh? <laughs> I would, would not expect uh, that that to have gone together. But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this. Dude, ramen noodle. Oh wait, uh, did you say did you say ramen? Uh, I thought you said rum. No, yeah, no. I said I'm saying ramen. I oh. have ramen noodles. Oh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Discord. I yeah, re- really appreciate the breakup there. I thought you said rum. I'm like, well, hold on a second. That's very weird. No, <laughs> Plot no. twist? I had ramen noodles. <laughs> ramen probably put me to sleep right now. All right, there um, we go. No, but yeah. No, I had some ramen noodles, had some sushi uh, on the side, um, and now I'm just getting ready to adjust my body clock, and then I'm going to go on a hike tomorrow, and then I got plans to go to downtown with my cousin over the weekend. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what my schedule is going to look like. I may. I, I expect to see the game, but who knows, man. I'm here visiting family, so we'll see. But... <laughs> All's well. All is good, man. I, I'm I'm enjoying myself. How about you? How's, uh, how are the updates doing? Uh, it's it's been going well. I celebrated the SC victory by uh, sending the kid to the grandparents and doing a ton of shit around the house. Um, my one of my nephews is he, he's a uh, in his high school band. Uh, they're going to be doing a trip out to Disney World for a competition, so he needs nice. to make a little extra money. So we put him to work here. Uh, had him help me lift some stuff upstairs. Uh, help uh, do a little bit of uh, painting here in the office, which I, I picked out a color. The office is painted. So um, a lot of the, the walls got done uh, on Sunday, uh, mostly for my nephew and my wife. I was doing some other odds and ends around the house. So if you remember, my floor leaked just outside my office and outside our bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that completely fixed, uh, finished out all the trim, 
all the the T moldings, everything. So all that is 100% done. So I got that done, built another piece of furniture that we bought and, and trying to take care of a lot of things like I need to do this shit. I need to do this shit. It got done. And then Monday, I Monday night, I painted the ceiling. Uh, last night on Tuesday night, because of course recording this on a Wednesday, I painted the trim and the doors of the office. So all that's done. I started putting my desk back together today, started hanging some stuff up. I actually have like an entire left side of the wall. Got a lot of my memorabilia and stuff I had in my office at the old house, now at the new house. So slowly but surely it's coming together and folks that is also why you don't have a recap right now because i've been up late i've been exhausted and in fact i'm i'm almost convinced that i thought it was allergies but i'm pretty sure i'm getting freaking sick as well um so um i'm i'm gonna be going to bed after this but the goal i i i promise you folks i'm gonna try to see if i can get a little bit done tonight on the recap but I'm going to get it to you somehow, some way, Thursday afternoon. I, I hope. I really, really hope I'm able to get it there. <laughs> Either that or you get a nice Friday surprise. One way or the other, it's going to happen. I'm just hoping my body cooperates with me so I can get it done. Because I've been very much looking forward to putting that together. Everybody had some gold out there. And it, we were all having fun. We were having so much fun that night. So Hell yeah. I, I can't wait to relive it uh, via tweets. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. And man, I'm excited to do it all over again. You know, not the same level of hype uh, because it's it's not a rival, but level of hype for potential postseason implications. And man, it's fun to be in this position. And Shane, I don't know yeah. about you, but I just hope we can get keep these good times rolling. I expect them to continue to roll, so I'm just gonna go with that. I'm ready. All right, well, folks, that's gonna do it. Thank you always for joining us, and make sure. You go subscribe to us over at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean, and of course, you can always find us over at our home at HerLittleSons.com. Make sure you leave us a review, spread the word, help people find the show. Make sure you join us on Discord, HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. Email us, podcast at HerLittleSons.com. And until next time, y'all, go Irish, beat Wolfpack. Have a good one. Hey, Wolfpack.